Welcome to Snooze with Sam. Ambient sleep stories, meditations, and ASMR from Scotland. If these stories help you, I'd love if you considered becoming a patron. You will be credited in every story and could access member-only benefits such as early access and patron-only stories. You can find the link in the description. My name is Sam, and I'm from a wee northwestern island called Skye. Like so many of you, I can find sleep difficult due to a number of reasons. So throughout my lifetime, I've developed a passion for helping people connect with and improve their well-being in every sense. The subconscious mind is a complex place. I understand the detrimental states we can arrive at and how precious sleep can become as a result. These stories have been created with this at their heart. So as always, lie back, take a deep breath, and enjoy this story. The story is called Hagrid's Secret Dragons. What do you mean, dragons? You questioned Ron. Aren't they supposed to be illegal? You can't even breed them, can you? Well, from what I heard, Someone's been smuggling them into the grounds in the middle of the night and keeping them hidden in the woods. Something about them being used in the Triwizard Cup Where did you hear that load of nonsense? 
Hermione scoffed. It's not exactly easy to keep them secret or out of sight now, is it? Dumbledore would lose his beard if he knew of it, that's for sure. Seamus Finnegan told me he'd heard it through the grapevine. If the grapevine was called the common room, of course. But it is just hearsay for now. Harry pondered for a moment and voiced his thoughts. Do you think Hagrid would know anything about this? Everyone looked at each other with the same basic unflappable notion that if there was anything of this sort to be actually happening it was very likely Hagrid would be at the centre of it He'd always had a keen interest in all creatures, big, small, weird and wonderful. You didn't dare think back to the borderline trauma of your encounter with Fluffy. Where is he now? We need to speak to him, Hermione stated resolutely. Pretty sure I saw him in the herbology department earlier on, you said. Seemed like he was gassing away with Professor Sprout about some kind of sprout. Ron took a glance over his shoulder to check that they were relatively alone in the common room. As usual, a cosy fireplace crackled and spat away in the centre of the far wall. 
filling the room with doses of toasty heat. Aside from a few of their classmates lounging around on the sofas or chatting in their own close quarters, the four of you, Harry, Ron, Hermione and yourself, were safe from prying ears. Well, we don't want Hagrid to get in any trouble, do we? Hermione offered. He's our friend. And if there's rumours already floating about, it surely won't be long before the professors will catch wind of it. And that's the best case scenario. Imagine if the Ministry heard of this. We best get moving. Right enough, Harry affirmed. And with that, each of you gathered your books, bags, and belongings and made for the common room door. You couldn't help but nod and smile politely at the witches and the wizards in the portraits as you passed them. never got any less odd to be conversing or actively interacting with the pictures on the walls. They were there, sort of, but they also kind of weren't. Either way, you felt a bit of a wally every time, but it was nice to be nice. With a clunk, swoosh and clatter, You opened the common room door into the hallway. (laughs) 
leading onwards towards the mezzanine landing, from which the stairs descended to the main foyer of Hogwarts itself. Hurrying along, Hermione and Harry took the lead, with Ron and yourself trailing in their wake. Across the ancient floorboards, you marched. scarcely able to take in the ornate decor of this marvellous building. Despite shifting along at Hermione's fair lick, you still managed to appreciate the dark wood furniture, intricately carved banisters, cornices, and wood cladding on the walls. You flew down the staircase and along one of the adjacent corridors out to the right of the foyer, leading along to the aforementioned herbology department. Along here, dark Castle coves gave way to bright glass house gleams as you moved from the epicenter of the school out towards the biology wing. In place of rich Mahogany sideboards were vast sprouting plants of all shapes, sizes, and lethality. Was it to be ridiculed, the frankly negligent array? of deadly flowers and exotic foliage, all at face level. Or was it to be admired? Everywhere you looked were the likes of venomous tentacula, sopophorus plant, fluxweed 
Snargaloth pods. Chinese chomping cabbage. And those blasted bouncing balls. Thankfully, it had been a wee while since one of those had clapped you around the chops. You supposed it would, at least, teach a valuable lesson should there be anyone careless enough to go poking some curious fingers. A deep, booming voice resonated from doors away down the corridor. Then, followed by a wee cackling laugh of a certain Miss Sprout. They'd found their man. Still there. Still blithering away. Rounding the door frame of Miss Sprout's classroom. There he was. All 27 foot something of this big, friendly, hairy giant. Spotting you all, Hagrid beamed a great big smile. Hello, you lot. What are you all doing down here? I've just been chatting away with dear Pomona here for the last five minutes or so. Miss Sprout blushed, her wee chubby cheeks giving away the reality that those five minutes were more like fifty. Not that she supposed he realised. Right. We need to speak to you, Hagrid, Hermione demanded. Uh-oh. Don't sound good, Hagrid muttered, his big smile falling away slowly. Do excuse me, Miss Sprout. Best be getting on. Lots to do. 
he mumbled with a nervous giggle. Out in the corridor, you all gathered around Hagrid as he stooped down to ear level. What is it, you lot? Is something wrong? We've heard about dragons being smuggled in the night, Harry laid out. We thought it might involve you. Suddenly, Hagrid looked uneasy and a little anxious, shuffling on the spot. Um, uh, where, where did you hear that? One of the students heard it somehow, Ron said. We got a bit worried that the wrong ears would hear. Hagrid's eyes flecked vacantly in the middle distance. His brow furrowed slightly with mild concern. Making sideways eye contact with each of you in turn. He considered his options. You lot better follow me, he said finally. If you thought Hermione pedalled along at a rate of knots. When Hagrid got into his stride, you basically had to run to keep up with him. He moved like a scolded gorilla. Leaving the herbology department through one set of French doors, you were all able to bypass the bulk of the school and its students. You all tried your best to keep up with him, but Hagrid easily pulled out a few lengths 
on the eight shorter legs of U4. Across the grass you stomped, headed for Hagrid's own hut, the school towering into the sky behind you. The early evening was drawing in, and the light was fading on this cool night. A few wispy clouds raced across the blue stratosphere, but appeared all but motionless from the earth. Where are we going, Hagrid? Hermione questioned with a strained voice, urging it to reach his ears up ahead. He simply powered on, saying nothing in reply. She may have asked, but deep down you all knew. And this reality filled you with trepidation as you continued past Hagrid's hut towards the forbidden forest. Hagrid led Harry, Ron and Hermione around a clump of trees and came to a halt. You hurried up alongside them and for a split second you thought you were seeing bonfires and men darting around them. And then your mouth fell open. Dragons. Four fully grown, enormous, vicious looking dragons were rearing onto their hind legs inside an enclosure fenced with thick planks of wood, roaring and snorting 
torrents of fire were shooting into the dark sky from their open, fanged mouths. Fifty feet above the ground, on their outstretched necks. There was a silvery blue one with long pointed horns snapping and snarling at the wizards on the ground. A smooth scaled green one which was writhing and stamping with all its might. A red one with an odd fringe of gold spikes around its face, which was shooting some impressive mushroom-shaped clouds of fire into the air. And lastly, there was a gigantic black one, much more lizard-like than the others, which was nearest to them. At least thirty wizards, seven or eight to each dragon, were attempting to control them, pulling on the chains connected to heavy leather straps around their neck and legs. Totally mesmerised, you looked up, high above in the air, and saw the eyes of the black dragon, with vertical pupils like a cat's, bulging with either rage or fear. He couldn't tell which. It was making a horrible noise, like a yowling, screeching scream. Keep back there, Hagrid, shouted a wizard near the fence straining on the chain he was holding. They can shoot fire at a range of over 20 feet, you know. I've seen this horn tail shoot as far as 40.
without even looking down towards the four of us. Hagrid uttered something under his breath. Isn't it beautiful? said Hagrid softly. It's no good, cried another wizard. Stunning spells, on the count of three. All four of you clocked, each of the dragon keepers, pull out their wands. Stupefy, they shouted in unison. And the stunning spells shot into the darkness like fiery rockets, bursting in the showers of stars on the dragon's scaly hides. Somewhat stupefied yourself, you watched the dragon nearest to them teeter dangerously on its back legs. Its jaws stretched wide in a silent howl. Its nostrils were suddenly devoid of any flame though they were still smoking. Then, very slowly, like the oldest, most ancient oak, pulled down in a storm, the dragon fell. Several tons of sinewy, scaly black dragon hit the ground with a thud. That you could have sworn made the trees behind them quake. The dragon keepers lowered their wands and walked forward to their fallen beasts, each of which was the size of a small hill. They hurried to tighten the chains and fasten them securely 
to iron pegs, which, in turn, they forced deep into the ground with their wands. Do you want a closer look? Hagrid asked you all excitedly. Ron and Hermione moved right up to the fence. And both yourself and Harry followed a little more cautiously. Are they okay, Hagrid? Ron asked, with more than a little concern in his voice. Yes, they'll be fine. Tough as old boots, these things. Don't worry. The wizard who had warned Hagrid not to come any closer turned. And you all realised who it was. Especially Ron. Charlie Weasley. All right, Hagrid, he panted, coming over to talk. They should be okay now. We put them out with a sleeping draught on the way here. But we thought it might be better for them to wake up in the dark and the quiet. But, you know, like you saw, they weren't particularly happy. Not happy at all. What breeds you got here, Charlie? Asked Hagrid, gazing at the closest dragon, the black one. Its eyes were still just open. You could see a strip of gleaming yellow beneath its wrinkled black eyelid. This is a Hungarian horntail, said Charlie. Over there is a common Welsh green. The smaller one, that's 
a Swedish short snout. That blue-grey. And that red one over there is a Chinese fireball. Charlie looked around. His brother Ron was strolling away around the edge of the enclosure, gazing at the stunned dragons. I didn't know you were bringing them all, Charlie said, frowning. Well, they were all asking me about them, and they'd heard things. So just thought they'd like to see him, you know? Shrugged Hagrid, still gazing, enraptured at the dragons. Now what are you going to do? You asked. Well, I dunno really, Hagrid pondered. Keep him, I suppose. Do you think Fluffy would mind him? 